This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Video Games Monthly. Video Games Monthly is a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door. VGM is a must for gamers who own classic gaming systems from the 80s to the 2000s. VGM offers 3, 4, and even 10 game subscriptions for the NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and now both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And best of all, you keep the games. Every month, they send out a variety of well-known retro favorites and the unique ones to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for a monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. My name is Johnny Womack, and I'm part of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a twice-weekly podcast dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. The audio you're about to hear is Deuce and I live from Free Play Florida, the largest retro video gaming convention. And we want to give a big shout-out to Brian Jones, the co-founder and creator of Free Play Florida. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live from Free Play Florida. How long did it take you to come up with your new pinball machine full throttle? Well, since we started, it was approximately three and a half years ago, and we started off um, with Circe's Animal House. It was a Greek mythological-themed game. Uh, and then after we prototyped it and we got to a certain stage, um, it was felt that it was a much faster game and it, does, it required a much more faster-paced theme and something more universally recognizable than maybe a Greek mythological theme. So it kind of, we looked at different themes and we kind of felt that racing themes were the way to go. So we looked at car racing, we looked at bike racing, but car racing had been done a few times recently, bike racing hadn't. So that's kind of how it evolved. Nice. Well, uh, I saw that you brought two machines with you. Do you have any other games in the works right now? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, Alien Pinball, uh, which is in development at the moment, which is um, a licensed theme from 20th Century Fox based on the first two Alien movies, Alien oh, wow. and Aliens. Now, are you going to have two different machines, one for Alien and one for Aliens? Or no, both it's, it's one game that covers both of them. Wow, that's So essentially, awesome. that was one of the big design challenges that we had, uh, that you, know, you needed to be able to represent both films and get the feeling and the theme and the atmosphere of both films, but do it in a, a cohesive way. Yeah. So at the start of the game, you're able to actually choose Alien or Aliens to compete in first, and you have four modes, and then a, um, a wizard mode to finish off that film, and then you automatically go to the next film. Wow. And I'm not going to lie, that's not easy, because those are two completely different films. Alien is more of a horror movie. Aliens is more an action movie. Absolutely. So to kind of make it all work in one, that, that couldn't have been an easy task for you. It is. It's a big challenge, but um, yeah, one that we were up to. And we felt that by doing it this way and keeping the two movies separate, that we were able to do that. I mean, if you tried to look, just try to mix them all in together, it would be pretty incoherent. Yeah. So uh, we think that we've taken the right choice with this. Awesome, awesome. We actually have actually a fully uh, playable version of the game at the moment on a digital platform. So we're able to 
um, you know, able to play the game and see how it works and make sure everything works well before you even have built the physical game. Oh, wow. So basically you put the machine, the, the, your idea for the game in a computer and you can kind of play a computer model of it before you actually make a physical you know, 3D model of it. Absolutely, yeah. We, we build up the game showing all the toys, showing all the shots, the insert layouts. We even put the artwork in there and then we can, everybody can play the game. That is amazing. I didn't even know that was a possibility that you could do with a pinball machine. Well it, well, it has a lot of advantages because you can, you know, test things like lighting sequences, sound effects, you know, integrate video footage into it, dashboard stuff. You can do all of this, you know, without having to do it on an actual game. So you can do it way ahead of schedule. It's a, it, it means you can actually develop a game much quicker than you would be able to traditionally. Well, also, you've got the ability to mess up because it's just pixels. You can just delete it and start over. But if you physically build it, you've got to take some apart. You've got to remove something, put something else in. Absolutely. So it's got to make your build time a lot easier, I would think. Absolutely, yes. Was there any other projects you're excited about that are coming up on the horizon besides the Alien and the Aliens? Uh, well, our next two games after that. <laughs> <laughs> We've, um, we're, they're already um, ready to be built as Whitewoods at the moment, and um, at least one of those will be uh, flippable before Christmas. Oh, nice. Uh, the other one maybe just after Christmas. But, um, you know, they're both at various advanced stages already. Like, we know uh, the rules for one of the games there. We know the artwork for one of the games. Uh, so, you know, they're both at various stages, but we're already now, as a company, looking at games five and six, which will oh, be wow. for 2017. So wow. we know the first four games, the first of which, of course, is Full Throttle. And then we're getting ready. We're already thinking ahead for 2017. So, what when it comes to your, your pinball games, are you trying to do like, hey, we want to put out two machines a year, or we want to put out like X amount of machines a year, or like, what's your goal? Well, our target is three machines a year, um, and our system uh, is it, a changeable game system. So, when somebody buys one of our games, uh, it's possible to then buy an upgrade kit later for about 60% of the cost. At that point then, they can swap out the game in an existing cabinet. And we actually did tests, uh, and it's actually on our YouTube channel, uh, where from a, being an, an on-state to turning it off, taking the glass off, changing everything over for the game, there's five elements to the game, putting a new game in, switching it on, three minutes, 20 seconds, and that was unrehearsed as well. So it's wow. very easy and quick to change out one of our games. Well, that's amazing, because the cool thing is, like you just said, if you buy the machine it's almost like buying a video game console because all you got to do is buy the parts to change it out and then you've got a whole new pinball machine and then if you want to you can just put the old stuff right back in so Absolutely, you can yes. always change it out it's not like you've just got one machine and that's it well it solves a lot of problems for people like space problems yeah. for example people maybe can only have one or two pinball machines and yeah. you know the choice is what to have there well now you can have your game there, but store the next game, the upgrade, actually right. underneath the machine because it comes in its own crate. Oh, wow. So you just shut the crate, put it under the machine, store it, and then take it out whenever you want it again. Well, that's amazing because you're right. Like A lot of people, if they do have the room to put a, a video game cabinet or a pinball machine in their house, they've really only got room for maybe one or two, but now you give them the option to have as many as they want because they can just pull it out and put the new one in. And also economically as well, it means that you can get the latest games yeah. for much less money because you know, pinball machine prices are starting to spiral out of control. Yes. And we recognize this. And so yeah. from a very early stage, we knew that we wanted to give people the option there to be able to get the latest games, but you know, not have to spend a fortune to do so. So yeah. we think that you know, as a system, it becomes much more economically viable when you want to get the second or third games that we release. Wow, well, that's awesome. Uh, well, so what has been your highlight so far of the convention this weekend? 
I think it's a really great mix here. I mean, there's a, it's like a 50-50 balance of you know, video games and pinball. Oh, uh, yeah. I think events like this are great for introducing people who are maybe more from video games into pinball and vice versa. So it's just, you know, it's a great honor for us as a company, uh, you know, with what we believe to be cutting edge technology and a, a new type of pinball machine. It's great for us to be able to show not only, you know, pinball enthusiasts, but also video game enthusiasts too. So yeah. it's great to bridge that gap. So I think that's definitely one of our biggest highlights. Plus also, uh, for me personally, whenever I come over to the USA, you know, there's always a great enthusiasm and love for pinball over here. Yes. So I always love coming over here, as that's do my team. And so, you know, the feedback that we've got over here since, we, uh, since the show opened yesterday has been phenomenal. Well, let me ask you a question, because since you are from the UK, is pinball as feverish in the UK as it is over here? No, not at all. I mean, I, I consider Europe to be very much a dormant market at the moment. Really? Uh, yeah, America is where it's at. Oh. It's the biggest pinball market at the moment. Uh, you know, Australia's very good. There are a couple of, uh, a couple of countries in Europe which are okay, but it, right. it's nowhere near of the level of the USA at the moment. So, well, but I believe that will change. And yeah. so that's one of our missions is to educate people, bring our product to people, yeah. and most of all, to convince operators that pinball can be financially viable and reliable on site again. Yeah. So these are the big challenges because you have a lot of old school operators in Europe that maybe remember the glory days or maybe even they've forgotten them back in the 90s right. and they think, ah, oh, pinball, no, I'm not going to operate it. It's too unreliable. It's too, you know, but if you remind them just how much money they made in the 90s and say, well, look, we have a new machine with new technology. You know, you've got to give pinball a chance again. Yeah. Then you know, then you can start to get a bit, a bit of momentum going. Well, and I think it's a great idea because I know a lot of people that have bars and they got rid of the pinball machines in the bars because they're like, look, every other week I gotta call somebody in to fix this thing. It's not making me the money. But if you have a reliable machine that's not going down on them all the time, I'm sure they'd want to put it back in because things like that at a bar or pub will make money. I mean, people want stuff to do while they're sitting there drinking besides watching sports or whatever. So. Well, exactly. And this is actually uh, this is um, one of the exciting things about the market in the UK and in Europe at the moment is since the smoking ban came in, yeah. um, you know, pubs have been closing left, right and centre. I mean, you know, I think probably 30, 40 percent of all pubs in the UK have closed in the last 10, 12 years since the smoking ban came in. So now what you're finding is whereas in the 90s space was at a premium. So it, it was even towards the end of the 90s when pubs got rid of pinball machines. It was like a space thing. Yeah. It was like, well, you know, we have to justify every square meter or every square foot inside right. the pub. And pinball wasn't making so much money anymore. Uh, you know, fruit machines, bandit machines were making good money. So pinball right. sort of died out. But now it's gone full circle again. And you've got to find that pubs are trying to get people back in again. So Floor it's like, well, maybe if we issue. get a couple of pinball machines, they'll make people want to come exactly. back Exactly. And I think that's why the barcade has exploded over here again. You know, yeah, it's, the uh, barcade over here has gotten huge. But explain to me this about the smoking band. You can't smoke in the pubs anymore? No, not at all, no. Oh, wow. Okay, see, because that happened to us, what, two, three years ago, Johnny? Something like that? And, uh, yeah, I mean, it... Now, bars, as long as they don't serve food, can be smoking. It's up to the is operator. That right? I didn't know that. That's yeah, it, it depends. It, the, the law, the way it's written is, is if you make X amount of money off of food, if you go over that X amount, then it cannot be smoking, period. But if you're just serving beer and liquor, it, it, it's up to the owner if you want to smoke oh, okay. or not. So, But I didn't know they went to a full-on, you can't smoke in a pub, period. It's interesting. In Ireland, they have a solution to that where they have giant marquees outside pubs there oh, so, really? yeah, with ventilation there so you can sit inside but still smoke so they oh, get wow. around it creatively. so they get around it with the, the ventilators we tried that for a hot minute if i remember correctly about 2005 ish 
because a couple bars in town, they got these big ventilation machines. Them sons of guns will work about six months and then blow up, and they're like, yeah, we're not buying another one. We're like, just forget it. So, well, that is awesome, guys. Was there anything else you want to let our fans know or let anybody else here know before you head over for your Q&A? Not really, other than we're, you know, we're here for the whole of the event, and if anybody has any questions, um, you know, they can come up and talk to us. You know, we're, we're showing new screens here um, at the show. You know, we have new back box screens, which are optional extras on our games. People are loving the, the big 27-inch screen. They're loving that too. Nice. But also, you know, we're always interested in hearing people's opinions. So if anybody yeah. ever has an opinion on our games, could suggest any changes, even suggest any themes, we always have um, our ears open and uh, uh, very approachable about things like that. So, you know, I mean, our, our general email address is info at highwaypinball.com. And so we welcome anybody's uh, feedback. Awesome. So yeah. that so it's highwaypinball.com is your major website where people can find more information about you? Uh, highwaypinball.com. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Yeah. Highwaypinball.com is our main website, but we also use, uh, we have our own YouTube channel as well where we show a lot of videos as well. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under Highway Pinball as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for and having everybody, us. everybody, come and see them. They're going to be over in the Q&A question room. They're going to be doing a live Q&A, and you're going to want to see them. So go check them out. <laughs> well, folks, we're very, very honored to have you here with us with a happy hour with John M. Noose, Billy Mitchell from the King of Kong. It is an honor and privilege, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> Billy Mitchell, video game player of the century, an honorary guest here at Free Play Florida. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the things I'm most excited about is get some of your hot sauce, because that hot sauce table over there has been calling my name all afternoon. Well, we'll have to see what kind of interview you do. If you're not aggressive enough, you don't get it. <laughs> oh, is that how that works? <laughs> So what all are you doing here this weekend at Free Play Florida? Absolutely, Free Play Florida. When it comes to events here in Florida, particularly Central Florida, this is the place to be. I've seen this show over the years grow and nurture. Each time I'm impressed from the year before, like the first year was a dud. <laughs> it shouldn't have been here. So I guess I sound like Donald Trump, but it didn't yeah. belong here. Yeah. <laughs> Not even by Florida standards. <laughs> but each year it's grown, it's gotten great, and it absolutely, it's something that we absolutely do for the pure enjoyment of it. What I like about this show, compared to the other shows, I usually know the schedule, I know the agenda, it's set. I sit there, I prepare myself with what I need and mentally, and I go over it with Walter. But with this show, we just kind of show up and wing it. Like, for some reason, I'm told that I have a challenge in about five or ten minutes next to me here. Yeah, I've been announcing that for like the past yeah. 30 minutes. People are going to come up and challenge you. So Yeah, but I didn't know before I got here. And me, like most people here, we don't pay attention to what you say. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just have to figure it out as we go. <laughs> well, that but, sounds awesome. But absolutely, um, I asked Walter, I said, are we showing a movie later? And he said, yeah. I said, are we doing a panel discussion? He said, yeah. And I said, do we know what it's about yet? And he goes, no. <laughs> it's kind of funny. This is probably the funnest show because... We just have the most lax attitude about it. Well, there's something there for like. There's something there about spontaneous, you know, spontaneity that you just don't get sometimes when you're so scheduled, you're so structured, you have to be, you know, can't go out the line, so to speak. So it's kind of nice to be able to kind of be like, all right, go do your thing, you do your what you're best at. You know, I think that's a lot of fun. So if you can put it to a number, how many years have you been playing Pac-Man? Well, I guess I first started playing it on a serious level 
1982. It had been out a while, and I was a hardcore pinball player, and I wasn't interested in video games. I know people in your audience can't see me, but if you see me, you might realize I don't take the change very easily. <laughs> I tend to stick with my roots, and I didn't want to change from pinball. But there was this big damn yellow thing in the way in the arcade, and everybody standing around it is in the way. They had a hard time getting back to the pinball machines. So finally I took a look at it. I realized that's where the attention was. That's where the competition was. And it was competition that was always the driving force within me. So I started to play it, and I knew that if I wanted to be the best at something, it's always best to be the best at that which everyone else wants to be the best at. Uh, tomorrow I could take you out and I could get you the world record on Bomb Jack. Because <laughs> you'd be the only one playing it. So that's what introduced me to Pac-Man. And I played it super hardcore probably for about three years. And then I took about a 12-year break. And then I had to play hardcore to get back to where I was in order to do the perfect score. Wow. And how long did it take you to get a perfect score? Well, the perfect score as far as game time would have been a little over four hours. Uh, but once I said, gee, I'm going to do it, I woke up a half an hour early every day from my normal routine. And I played, maybe sometimes more. Maybe I'm, yeah. I'm kind of like a fisherman. I'm telling a tale. Yeah. But I would go to bed, and be, when the whole house would go to bed, I would stay up an extra half an hour fine-tuning what I knew I had to do, what I had learned, what I had to recover. And I did that for about six weeks. And then I said, I'm going to fly to Fun Spot and I'm going to do a perfect game. I, didn't, I wasn't 100% confident I would do it then. So I simply said I wasn't going to leave it until I did it because I knew I would. And the fact of the matter is uh, I sent out a press release stating I was going to do it. <laughs> I was as cocky as could be to put pressure on myself. I had to do it. I would be ruined. I wouldn't be standing here on stage. It would be somebody else. Maybe with a Canadian flag tie instead of American. <laughs> and that would ruin the whole show. <laughs> Definitely it would have because nobody has the personality you do, that's for sure. But that's awesome that you, you went ahead and you sent out the press release. You said, I'm doing it and I'm doing it today. So, and sometimes you got to do that. You got to set the bar for yourself and say, look, this is the bar and I'm going to hit it. So Absolutely. Everything I have, I had a, I had a conversation with Banky, who's our lovely lady over there that nobody else yep. can draw like her. And again, what we discussed, what I did, what's true in some people's lives, including hers, is you have to take yourself out of your comfort zone. If you're comfortable, if everything is easy for you, then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Life is not about being comfortable. Life is a driving force. You know, accept the comfort when you have it. And when you can push beyond that, do it. It's good for you. Yeah. It's good uh, for your success. Well, I'll tell you what. No, no greater words can be said to me this weekend because it's definitely taken me out of my comfort zone a little bit and I think what you said is 110% correct it, it, that's what living's all about getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that's new and learning and adapting and that's how we grow when you when you simply look at the vision of what you want to achieve that's in reality you know if you see it if you dream it you can achieve it if you can imagine it it can be reality you know who said that no clue. Billy Mitchell. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he should put it on a T-shirt. 
It is. You want to buy one? <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of that, Billy Mitchell has a huge table over here. He's got tons of T-shirts. He's got movies. He's got posters. He has got a ton of hot sauce, which looks amazing. So you definitely want to come by and see his table. You even got trading cards. I do. I have good news and bad news on that. Okay, good news. Good news is most everything on that table, most everything I donated. There are others. Uh, let me not leave out Eric Tesler and others. Most of it I donated. Um, others donated as well. The reason is it goes towards uh, the upstart of the trading cards. Okay. So the bad news is because I donated it, it doesn't belong to me and I can't give you any. <laughs> it's okay. Well, uh, thank you so much, Billy, for your time. I know we're looking forward to having oh, yeah. people come and play on the Pac-Man machine. Very excited. So definitely come down front, and you guys can start getting lined up to play Billy Mitchell on the Pac-Man. Absolutely. So it's one board, one play, highest score, and we'll see about a prize. Sounds there, good. There you go. All right. Thanks. So, thank Thanks you, Billy. So much. All right, we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce one more time. And we got some very special guests with us from the Pinball Lounge. How about you guys introduce yourselves? I'm Ed Clamp. I'm Kurt Van Zyl. Awesome, awesome, guys. It's awesome to have you guys on the show. I wanted to ask you, what brings you out to Free Play Florida this weekend? Well, we've been coming every year since the whole thing started, back when the Southern Pinball Festival. But, you know, this year it's, it's, it's more and more about promoting our place, the Pinball Lounge, and also sharing some pinballs with everybody. Nice. Now, where is the Pinball Lounge? We're located in Oviedo, Florida. Nice. Which is about 20 miles, probably about 20 minutes northeast of here. Inside the Oviedo Bowling Center, we got about a 1,400 square foot facility, full bar, um, 14 pinball machines. Wow. High maintain, high, highly maintained. Cool. Uh, kind of a neat atmosphere. By the stogie in your pocket, is it a smoking Amen, facility? Brother. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's a victory dance. Yeah, there you go. I like it. I like it. Hell, that, we'll light it up in a little bit once we get done it. by 10 o'clock. That's his celebration cigar, but the, the pinball lounge is not a smoking facility. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. Well, tell me, what, what kind of got you guys the idea to start the pinball lounge? Well, you know, it's, it's always been kind of a dream to uh, – to share pinball with everybody and and you know for me it, it turned into a business a few years ago and um last year at this very show ed and i sat outside having cocktails and and we said you know hey it'd be really cool if we had our own spot uh and just you know a whole arcade with pinball machines you know you know and and then uh i was talking with uh some folks at a bowling center where i have some games at and where the pinball lounge is now and um they said why don't you put a pinball machine in the bar I said, well, no one really goes in that bar, so here's what we should do. We should put a bunch of pinball machines in there and make it a place for people to go. Just to play pinball. Just to play pinball and drink yeah. and hang. Yeah. So, uh, so I called up Ed on my way home that night. I said, get your thinking cap on. We need to make a proposal. We need to get this going. Um, we're going to kick it into full gear and, and show them what we can do, and we did it. Awesome. Well, I think it's really cool because the, the thing is lately is kind of the barcade is kind of the new thing, but you're the first ever that I can think of pinball arcade, you know what I mean, where it's just a bar with pinball, which is awesome because I've spent most of my time 
this week and playing the pinball machines because I love them. And it's so hard to find a place with a good variety of them. So it's awesome that, you know, you can go there, you can have a cocktail, you can chill out and play some good pinball. Which, speaking of good pinball, what kind of machines you got in there right now? Oh, we're running 14 machines at the moment. Um, everything from 1972, we got an old electromechanical Nippet all the way up to the brand new Kiss that just came out recently. Nice. And we also... So, it just, it just, and what's nice about it is there, it's not the same games all the time. It, yeah. We rotate those games quite often. See, Both and I think and that's the key cool. because if you have any kind of like barcade or anything like that, if you're not like, if you don't have the, if you don't switch them out and have a variety, it's like, well, we've been here and it's always the same half right. a dozen games or whatever. It's like, they're not changing. Well, I got a PS4 at home. I don't need to go out there if it's the same stuff every single time. Exactly. We, we do keep games that, that everyone's going to instantly recognize. You yeah. know, Anytime I talk to people about pinball that isn't too into pinball, they say, oh, do you have an Adams Family? Well, yes, we have an Adams Family, and the Adams Family is going to stay there because everyone knows it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, we're also going to keep an Indiana Jones there. We try and have a few A-title machines yeah. and uh, then the newer Sterns. But um, one thing that's cool is we, we try and have pairs of machines. We always have one pair of machines. Right now, it's uh, Pinbot and Bride of Pinbot. Nice. Last time it was Black Knight and Black Knight 2000. Wow! So. All right, and, we, and the, the the rotate. Both Kurt and I have been collecting games for quite some time, so it really helps that we have a collection at, not only at home but in other locations that we can rotate out as well. So, like I said, you might go there one week and see a, a Black Knight, and the next week you go there and you'll see a Fireball Classic, and the next week you go you, you'll see something completely different. Eight Ball Deluxe, you know, it doesn't matter. Nice, nice. So I guess my next question for you is, since you guys are, of course, avid pinball players, what's your game of choice? Like, what's your favorite pinball machine? Or is it like asking you what your favorite kit is? Well, it's, it changes. I mean, I used to tell people it's the game that I'm playing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I play Popeye. Yeah. So I saw the really Popeye can. machine over there. It's awesome. But, uh, but there's, it just it depends. It depends on what mood I'm in. You know, just got done playing the new Game of Thrones. Great game. Oh, really? Absolutely. I haven't knock on wood when they do the, the, the after party tonight after 10 o'clock. I want to rack some time in on the Game of Thrones because it looks awesome. All the, the pinball machines he's got over there. That Kiss looked awesome, which you guys said you had in the bar. Right. That WrestleMania was awesome. So uh, I, I'm definitely looking at check, checking forward to seeing some more of those. Well, my favorite game, just saying, my favorite game of all time is Taxi. Great game. Great game. Oh, yeah. There's one over there if you want to try it. Taxi's cool. <laughs> well, right on, guys. Well, is there anything else about uh, the bar that our, 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 you know, our friends and also our listeners should know about? Well, you know, basically, we always say we have events a lot. Um, right now, every Friday night from uh, 8 p.m. to midnight, it's 10 bucks all you can play. It's Flip Out Friday every wow. Friday from 8 to midnight at the Pinball Lounge. So. That's a really good deal if you want to get out and play a lot of games. Well, actually, that leads me to another question, and I apologize. Now, like, when you go in the bar, is it a cover charge, and then the games are all free to play, or is it like you just pay your quarters just like if you went to a regular arcade? They're all set up on quarter play. Oh, uh, quarter play? Yeah. Cool. Keeping it in the classic style. Yeah. Well, exactly. no, hey, it's a good way to make money, too. So, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not a bad business model. Let's no, put it that no, way. It works. Well, that's yeah, We're awesome, a lot of fun guys. with it. Well, that's awesome. Was there anything else you want to tell the listeners or the fans? Well, the, one of the things that I noticed is that we've got a lot of folks out here wearing our shirts. Yes. I just want to say thanks to all those guys that supporting us. 
you know, they're out here, they're, they're, they're wearing the colors, I guess you'd say, and, and, and they show up, Curtis and his wife show up on a regular basis, they're out there. We got league, pinball leagues that we're operating. We got a lot of the same folks that are, oper- that are, that are still in the, in the second term of the league as they were in the first term. We just got a lot of, you know, they've become family to us, you know. It's just great to see these folks coming out on a consistent basis supporting us. Well, that's awesome. It looks like you guys have got the fan support because I've seen a lot of people in your shirts over the weekend. So it looks like you've got a pretty hardcore fan base. And I will say this, I will go out on a limb. I think I've seen more shirts from you guys' bar than any other barcade that's been represented this weekend. So You're darn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone needs a pinball lounge shirt, we have a whole bunch of them here. Right? Yeah, with the new logo. Oh, nice. Well, awesome, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. And go and check them out, uh, the pinball lounge. Do you guys have a table set up tonight that I can send people to? Uh, we don't have a table set up. We do have some pinball machines, though, that uh, we nice. might be around. But uh, the uh, you know one, one thing I wanted to say real quick is, is there's a lot of folks who, who are into pinball but there's not many of them. We need to tell all of our friends about it and, and how much fun they can have and maybe take five minutes with people who you know that aren't into pinball and, and show them how it works, and they'll have a different look at it once they learn yeah, how to play. Yeah, it's all you know? about so. just getting on the machine and playing because uh, pinball is a totally different monster than like a regular arcade game, but I like it because it, there's so much more strategy and some pinball machines are fast, some are kind of slow, some there's a lot of different like moving parts that you've got to you know work. The so ball's each, wild. Yeah, so that's why I love it's like every time you do it, it's like trying to crack a safe. You got to figure but, out what's the special. But it's a skill. Yeah. And what's nice about that skill is once you learn that skill, you can take that skill to any of these tables and expect to do well. Wow. That's the, it's just a matter of learning the rule set for that particular table. Wow. So as soon as you figure totally it out, Totally unlike you're good video to go. games. It's a physical game. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. It's so tactile. Like yeah. when I play a pinball machine, I, I get a totally different vibe than like if I play in like, say, just a regular arcade cabinet because like you feel the ball moving around like you see it there's physics involved like there's so much more involved than okay i've got to do this pattern to win this game right. or i've got to do this special move so you know it's a lot lot more intense and it feels like as a player you're way more involved yep, when you're, you're playing right. it fantasy Absolutely. under glass yeah <laughs> exactly fantasy under glass well awesome guys thank you so much for coming on and go and see them guys it's the pinball lounge you got to check them out awesome Thank you. You're welcome. Hey again, it's Deuce from the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce, and we actually have a very special guest with us. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the fans at home and everybody here in attendance. Hey, I'm Robert, y'all. I'm also a double tap on the forums over there for Village. Nice. So it's great to be here. Awesome collection. Having a blast. Nice. Now, what are you here to promote besides the amazing video games you brought with you? I'm here to promote uh, Lowry Parkade, and nice. you may have seen like flyers around on some of the machines. Yeah, and it's a barcade that's yeah. going to be coming up to Tampa actually nice. over on water. So, I mean, we're we're still in build out, yeah. so it's it's going to be a little bit of time, but it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, we're going to 
really focus on both quality craft beer right. and some really fun games and pinball machines. Nice. Now, are you going to have pinball and actual arcade games? Definitely. Uh, right now, we have, like, the ones here are yeah. part of my collection, but it's also now the Bars the, collection, yeah. you know. <laughs> Your collection has now become the, the Bars, bars collection. collection. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the ones here, like, there's two pinball machines. Those are going to be at the bar. Nice. Um, the other machines as well are most likely going to be there. We're going to have rotation all the time. Like, uh, I think that's the key. You really, like, when you're running a barcade, you really got to keep it moving. Because if you just have the same games there all the time and it's stagnant, people are going to be like, well, I can just sit at home and play my PS4 if it's the same games I've played a hundred times. You really got to get them to want to come back out. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, you figure you, you switch up your, your beer list a whole lot. You yeah. Know, you want to constantly change your draft rotation. Uh, you're also going to want to change your games up. Yeah, you know? because if not, everybody's going to get tapped out and be like, oh, you know, I played Ninja Turtles a hundred times, or, you know, I played, you know, uh, Tales from the Crypt pinball a yeah, hundred exactly. times. Yeah, oh, you no, know. That game doesn't get old. No, like, all the other that ones one actually <laughs> looks really cool. I have not been able to play it all weekend because the line to Tales from the Crypt pinball has been, you know, what long all weekend. So. Yeah, people say, like, you can't choose your favorites as far yeah. as, like, if you collect. Yeah, I can. That's my. Favorite. That's your favorite hands down. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great pinball machine. So. Well, how's it been? Kind of starting the whole thing with getting the barcade rolling. How's it been? Like getting the ball rolling. I mean, I've put forward more than two years on work yeah. on this. Like I used to work a corporate Dell job, and I got yeah. really bored. Um, and I wanted to do something like this, so I uh, worked as a bartender at World of Beer yeah. for a while, um, as well as doing that job. Right. And then quit that job to bartend full time. Right. And I've just been collecting machines and I repair them too. Like, right. I, you know, kind of grew up learning how to do that kind of stuff. Um, and then some one way or another, I actually met the owner of a craft beer bar nice. in Tampa. Um, and then once that happened, things just really started coming together. And now uh, and now it's happening. Nice. So do you got any kind of like projected opening date? Man, like, I, that's, that's, a lot of people are asking that, and, I mean, we have on the Flyers November. Yeah. I think that's really, it's a pipe really it. probably not going to happen, but definitely by the end of the year, we want to okay. be open. By the end of this year or the yeah, end of next end, year? end of this year. Awesome, we be awesome. Well, tell our fans and our listeners, how can they find you? Um, there'll be a lot of, a uh, lot of different promotional things going on for that. We have our website, so if you go to LowryParkade.com, you can check it there. Uh, you can go on Facebook check out Laurie Parquet through Facebook. We also have, uh, we're going to do Instagram and Twitter and all that. Um, but if you're in Tampa, you'll you'll find out about it pretty easily. We'll have, we haven't put the exact location, but yeah. it'll be on, on Waters, near in the Seminole Heights, near Lowry Park. Well, nice. Well, keep in touch. We want to get updates from you guys. And don't forget when you finally go out and see him to tell him that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Definitely, man. Hello, and it's Deuce with the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we're back here live at Free Play Florida. And I've got two very special guests, and with you two gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm Dennis Nordman, a pinball game designer. Nice. And you, sir? I'm Greg Ferris, and I'm the art director at Stern Pinball. Nice. So what brings you guys here this weekend for Free Play Florida? Well, um, we're here basically to represent Wonelli, Big Juicy Melons. Our Which your latest machine is amazing. Collaboration together. 
Um, it was a few years in the making. We're going to be giving a little talk about it in just a little while. But uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're real pleased with the, with the results uh, that we're getting from uh, the audience. And uh, we've been to numerous shows this year to help uh, promote the game. Well, like I said, I love the machine. I think it's amazing. Have you been having a good uh, turnout today and getting a lot of good feedback about the machine? Yeah, we have. Everybody that plays it and that has never seen it before said, wow, this game is really fun. I didn't expect this yeah. because, you know, it looks so different from a regular pinball game. Well, and I think that that's why I like it. Like, it's got that good kind of uh, wood feel to it, and it's just it, the way it plays, plays smooth, and it's just a fun game. Like, it's just something you could pick up and play. You don't feel like you've got to learn a bunch of trick shots and craziness that you have to do on some of these newer machines. Right. That's right. It fits the it fits the old classic rule of game design. Easy to understand, difficult to master. Exactly. And I think that that's what makes it so much fun because some of the newer pinball games, it, it seems like there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things going on. But your game, it's just fun. And, and that's there's a lot to be said for that, just being good old-fashioned fun. Thank you. We appreciate that. And that was our goal when we designed it from the very beginning. We thought that this was going to be a just a fun simple game that everybody can compete on it it, it uh, remember that uh, Harry Williams said the ball is wild yeah and in this game that really holds true there's a <laughs> lot of randomness in this game it's a great equalizer well that's good well because you want something in there to make it a challenge you don't want it to be a cakewalk and like All you right. said you want it to be easy to learn but something that takes you a while to master so is there any other projects you've been working on lately besides Wonelli? Oh yeah, there, for some reason I can't not design pinball games. So I have two games in the works right now. Can of you my talk own. About them all? No, I can't tell oh, you about okay. them. I'm not even sure who's going to manufacture it yet. Oh wow. Well, what has been your favorite one to make so far that you've ma already made? Oh, there's so many. I mean, every one of them was my passion and they yeah. were all fun to make, but you know, I really liked Whitewater. I really liked doing Scared Stiff. And I really liked getting back together with Greg again and doing Wonelli because we had nobody telling us what we couldn't do. So yeah, that's always a plus, isn't yeah. it? Greg, what was your favorite machine to build that you've made in the past? Probably uh, w working with Dennis, uh, Scared Stiff, nice. uh, with Elvira. It was just a magic combination, even though we had already done right. Elvira and the Party Monsters. Right. Uh, it was, uh, you know, kind of a personal uh, goal. To like, okay, we can do that again, and we can do it better. Yeah, you know, even though engineering at the time at Williams was like, ah, you already did that. Why yeah. do it again? You know, and we felt passionate that she was so great to work with, uh, Cassandra Peterson. Yeah. that you know we would we would uh, be able to do another one with her, and and it just worked out magically. It was you know I'm real happy with that game, and of course um, Medieval Madness. We worked with Brian Eddy on that, and uh, that that game has become legendary. Legendary. So yeah, so. Well, guys, you definitely got to check them out. They're going to be doing a Q and A over in the conference room here. I want to say in about thirty minutes. I think it's seven thirty, eight o'clock, somewhere around there. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. So you're definitely going to want to check that out over there in the conference room. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our listeners or our fans? <laughs> um. We're just real Greg, happy. Greg is the talker of the group. We're well, Greg, I did want to ask you one question because sure. you hit on something and I couldn't leave it alone. I've been in love with Elvira since I was, like, that tall. 
how was she in person just to meet and, and be with she's was awesome she, was she amazing oh yeah yeah she's a regular uh, down-to-earth person with see, a great sense so of humor nice. she was yeah. really nice yeah that's awesome <clears throat> yeah she's uh she's amazing to work with she's she loves pinball yeah and right there that's enough you know oh I yeah mean, to, i mean for, that's, for a license yeah. and you know she's a license but she's not yeah because we were really free to do what we would like to do right and she was open to ideas yeah. and it worked out great wow good combination but to answer your other question i was re- I'm, we're just really happy that pinball is in the place it's in right now yeah it's uh it's kind a of a renaissance re- if you it's, will yeah it's, it's in a great resurgence period and uh you know at 10 years ago i didn't think i'd be here talking to you about pinball Oh, so. we never dreamed stuff like this would be happening. Yeah, I mean, it's been so awesome, and it's been such a great weekend here. I'm glad you guys are having a good time. Like I said, go see their Q&A at 8 o'clock, which is going to be over in the conference room two doors down. You're definitely going to want to go and see them, and don't forget to tell them that the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you, and thanks, thanks. everybody at Free Play Florida who invited yes, us down Brian, here for all their work. Thank Absolutely. you so, so much. Thanks again. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live from Free Play Florida. Don't forget, you can follow us on the internet at HH Podcast Show on Twitter, as well as on Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show. And then, of course, all of our main hosting is SoundCloud.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast. But don't forget, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher, so please give us a five star review. Tell us what you think, leave us a comment. And then, of course, we're going to be doing a mailbag episode soon. Send us a line, hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And remember, when you're talking about the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce, there's not one, not two, but three hashtags you want to put in your social media of choice. It is hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag hhpodcastshow, and, of course, hashtag deuces on the loose. Later.